Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello everyone, this is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Today, I have the privilege of having Joelle Laban here with me today. Joelle, welcome to the program. Thank you, Umar. I'm pleased to be here with you. So you teach marketing and sales at Johns Hopkins Carey School of Business. Yes. I'm a marketing and sales professor, I like to say. My official title is marketing professor, uh, but I like to call myself a marketing and sales professor because I do teach sales and I think sales is as important as marketing. In fact. Uh, marketing is good as long as you can sell what you have to yes, market. Yes, <laughs> the ultimate uh, reality for marketing is do people buy? And I was right. just talking to this uh, company. What they do is they uh, set appointments. Yeah. And they've gotten 75 appointments with uh, plant managers around North America for this client. And guess how many they closed? One? Zero. Oh, right. And they're like, okay, <laughs> okay, this is not a marketing problem. <laughs> it's right. this is a sales problem. If you had 75 conversations, yeah. even accidentally, you had to close one, right? Yeah. So, interesting things. The reason I've been so excited to have this conversation is we met at the Peak Performance Mindset Retreat in Las Vegas earlier this year. Yes. And the whole reason for the retreat was to really, you know, how do we get the right mindset to build the careers and the businesses and the lives that we want. Yes. And who put that on? Gerhard Gershwander, uh, the founder of the Sales 3.0 Conference. Yeah, and the Selling Power Magazine. Yes. Pretty cool guy. Yeah. And uh, so you're minding your own business. The conference starts Friday morning, and you hear that, you know, Friday afternoon you're going to go racing Lamborghinis. Yeah. Were you excited to do that? Yeah, in fact, I didn't do it because I already did that, you know. Uh, years ago? Yes, years ago, and it, it was great. So uh, I, I just decided I'm not going to do that. I will I will do the uh, golf hole-in-one. The hole-in-one? <laughs> in golf the, the next day. And uh, so I just had fun recording my friends doing the, you know, uh, car driving. Brilliant. Yes. So that evening, uh, you know that the next morning there's going to be either a hole-in-one yep. experience or skydiving, a tandem jump yeah. from 13,000 feet. Yeah. Knew with certainty, there's no way I'm going to jump. Oh, so yeah. tell me about that mindset when you said, I'm yeah. not going to jump. What were you thinking? Well, it, well so I, I, know, I know part of this uh, mindset conference. Uh, in, in fact, at the conference, has, I was a, an observer uh, because uh, uh, Gayhart made me uh, a chief academic researcher of the mindset conference, so Excellent. so, so to, to research and understand how people change their mindset, and 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 then he said, so you, you the, the Saturday you, you you can do the skydiving or the hole <laughs> in one in golf if you want. I said skydiving, no, I, uh, no, it's no, I will never do that. So of course, uh, sign me for the. Uh, all-in-one because I play golf and I, I would I would love to do a all-in-one or to learn how to get my mindset on that and that's it so no it was not even a question not before not right. the day before it was a, 
So that evening, and that's where I met you, I came to dinner, because yes. I was going to be teaching the next day. Yeah. There was a gentleman there by the name of John DeVore. Right. And, uh, he started telling stories about, he was going to take a skydiving. That's the instructor. So <laughs> what in his stories, what in his message got you to leave the, the harbor and contemplate, I'm not going to do the hole-in-one, I'm going to do the skydiving. So explain that internal process. How it was happen? not even at the dinner in the evening. <laughs> because, uh, so I was, I was sitting not too far away from him, and he was talking about his experience. Great, great guy, great, great experience. Uh, he works with a Red Bull yes. aeronautical team. So exactly, the adventurer, yeah. explorer. Yeah, exactly, and he was talking about his family, uh, um, he's from Alaska and, and so I was just listening to his experience and uh, and I found that very very interesting his, his personal journey and why he chose to uh, to, to do skydiving and, and for a living because this this is his, his passion and and uh, I was just listening and then I, I asked him a question why do you do that like I mean I understand it's your, your passion and right like, but, but why do you do that and then he said well for freedom and then I look at them and I thought we were already in the land of the free, you know. And, yeah. and so it's uh, and so why why do you have to be in the sky to feel free? And then uh, you say, well, it's 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 really about freedom. So of course, freedom is very important, right? Uh, as a, a feeling. Okay. Well, let me just challenge that a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes people have the lives that they have. And they have this illusion of freedom, but they got right. a very structured life yeah. that is a, a gilded cage. Right. So they have the illusion of freedom, but they have responsibilities, and this is the safe place I stay in. Yeah. It's just like joining a health club. It's yeah. like you don't have to go there. Just knowing that you have a membership makes you feel healthier. Yes. But please go on. So he's talking about it, freedom. Yeah, and, and the way he put that in a very simple way, that got me thinking. Uh, about what you just said, the very concept of freedom for as a human being. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is, this is what got me thinking. There is, there is something very interesting with skydiving is you face your own mortality. Right In there. In a real way. <laughs> this is real, right? I mean, this is real. But you have the freedom to choose. So... This is what got me thinking about the freedom to choose something which can be dramatic yeah. for you, but also for your family, because in fact, when you're gone, you're gone, and mm -hmm. your family remains, and there's a huge impact on so many other people, but you can choose. But John is, for me, John is a, is he's a hero, right? He's, he's, a, he's a professional, he's an artist, but he's a hero because, because he has a family, he has children, and, and he does that in a very, very professional way. So he masters his, his passion and, and his craft, and, and he enjoys freedom. Yes. Right? So there's no way we can do that with just one jump. But we can think about how do we really, in our lives, with our craft, feel free. And, 
And then I, I, I started to think about it's the freedom of choice. And then I started to think about, well, the problem I had with that was also I said to my family, in fact, a couple of weeks before going to the skydiving, uh, the skydiving, the mindset retreat with the skydiving experience, I, we were talking about that with my family and I said, no, we don't do that. It's not something we do uh, because, because it's, it can be very dramatic and, and I, I never thought about the freedom part. Yeah. So you, you hear this thing, you're, you're thinking freedom. Yeah. When you went to bed that night, yes. were you, I'm going to jump, or was it still, I'm not going to jump? No. Uh, so so what I did, uh, I don't know if you noticed that where you were there, I texted my family. And I said, you mentioned that the next day. Yeah. So, I, so I started to think, I then you know, kind of shut down and started to really think deeply about what freedom means for for, for, for for me, but also for my family. I mean, my children, you know, you want to have children and raise them for their own freedom. Yeah. To embrace the world and to feel free. And when you tell your family this is something we don't do, because of course you're scared mm-hmm. and you want to protect them, are you really protecting them by telling them something they should not do if it's about freedom? So I texted them and I said, what do you, do you think I jump out of a plane? Or not. Tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> And your children reported back, yes, yes, absolutely. Do it. One of my uh, daughter, the one we had the discussion a couple of weeks before going to the retreat, and she was turning, uh, in fact, uh, 19 in October, she just said, if you do it, I do it. Because in August, when we were talking about that, she said, oh, this is what I want to do for my birthday. <laughs> so she said, if you do it, I do it. I said, okay, you do it with the same instructor then. <laughs> and my other children, they said, just, just do it. And... Uh, and my, my wife never replied. <laughs> so I go to, so the dinner is over and, and, um, and then I, I go to my room and, and I, I really think about what is it that I'm gonna do tomorrow. It's, it's, it's crazy because you go to sleep every night, it's part of your day, mm-hmm. it's part of your routine. You're not thinking about, I mean, you're thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow, but usually it's already on your agenda and you know, you kind of know what you have to do. That night, I didn't know what I was going to do the next day because I started to think about maybe I should do it, but I always said I should not, I will not, and we will not. So it got me thinking about what would be the next day about. So you wake up in the morning, yeah. and then uh, what were your thoughts that morning? It's literally I wake up with a, a, a song in my in my mind, Jackson Five. Uh, you want to start to do something, you gotta start to do something. And right. It's start to do something. That was the song, and that's that's crazy. That was a sign. Yes, it was a sign. I I have that song in my mind. I want to start to do something. Better start. And uh, and then and then the next song was Let It Be. I, I, it was very strange. I wake up with, you know, I like poetry, I like songs, I like this, because these are little, you know, treasures you keep in your mind, and sometimes they come back to you yes. with a meaning. And I woke up with this, and this is what you have in your mind. And, but it says a lot. So uh, I call my wife, <laughs> and I say, so what do you think? She says, think about what? I said, oh, come on, the text with discussion. And she said, well, you know what I think? You always said that you, you won't do that. 
In fact, it's not that. She wanted to do it when you got married. And That's you shut true. her down. Oh, yeah. Before we got married, when we met, she said... And women always remember. Yes. <laughs> remember that. Yes. So at some point, you decide <laughs> that you're going to go with us to the place to jump, but you haven't decided to jump yet or not. So I... Well, so we discuss and she remind she remind me who I was. Yes. Saying no, and that she wanted to do it, and I also because you know I love her, and I said no, don't do that. You know, don't, we don't have to do that. You know, there's so many other things we can do. You, and but that was you know when she was, she was only sixteen at that time, and then I said okay, so uh, yeah, but the the children said yes, the children said yes, you know, and this and all of them, this is our children, you know. And, uh, and, yet, and, and then she said, yes, of course. They said, yes. They're children. But you said no. But you said no. <laughs> and, and then, uh, so it's, it's, it's a... So it's she's a, not happy. No. And so... She's, you... she's confused. Mm-hmm. Because, because, because there's a contradiction between the, the, the man, the person, the Joel she yeah. knows, and the man, the person, the father, and the Joel she's talking to right now. And I think if I'm quoting her correctly, I didn't hear her say this, but I heard you say it. It was like she was saying, you just met these people. Yes, that's true. <laughs> You've known me your life and you met these people. Now you want to jump out of a freaking plane. Yeah. So you get in the car with us. But I'm not jumping. <laughs> I'm just going to watch. We're going to the airfield to go jumping, but you're not jumping. No. Nope. So you're in the back of the car. Yeah. And you're ruminating. Should I go or should I not go? Yeah. So we get to this place. Yep. They take us in this room yes. to give us the contract yes. and to show us a video yes. about you know the dangers of jumping. Talk <laughs> to me about the video. <laughs> so the contract and the video, scary. Very scary. Very scary. Disclosure, you see that you know basically they want you to know that you, you, you can die and you are fully responsible of that, which is your freedom. Yes. To leave or to die right there. This is probably the best video I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Because the guy's talking seriously, like, you know, you could die or be injured, and they show a freaking picture of an ambulance. Oh, yes. They show, yeah. So they're, they want you to chicken out. Yeah. Yeah. I, they want you to be aware of everything, what may happen before going to the plane, uh, you know, all the you know, materials, and, you know, while being in the plane, you know, after the plane, you know, you cannot trust the plane, you cannot trust the material, you cannot, I mean, don't, yeah, it's on you. And so the contract, which was like eight, ten pages, and it has this warning thing across the front. Oh, yeah. And to everybody else, the warning thing was like, I didn't really see it, but in the mental state you were in, that that warning looked really big. That was the only thing I was seeing. (laughs) And did you see it in black and white, or did you see it in color? No, uh, black, black and white. Black and white, okay, that's what it was. At that point, you were having serious doubts. So what was going on in your mind and your body and your heart? Well, so so I started to read, so there's a lot of things to read, and I started to write my name, and I'm writing my name, and I, and I stopped right there because I was thinking, you know, wow, uh, we still haven't discussed this with my wife. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I can see from the video that it, this can be dangerous. Of course, I know this is maybe, of course, why I didn't want to do it. Yet, I'm, freedom is important. So, uh, and, uh, and, then, uh, and then the video comes back, you know, because it's, it's rotating. Loop, yes. yes. And then you did something great because I, everyone, they were done with signing and mm-hmm. all. Because they were prepared. They knew they were going to do that. They prepared for the past two months. Me, it was just for the past two hours. Yes. 
So you shut that damn TV down, like, which was great. So I, I wanted to concentrate. And you also asked me before, hey, you know, you want to, you know, like, we can talk about this. Can and, I and help can you? you? Yeah, can I help you? No, and I, I said, it. no. <laughs> I said, no. So what's happening at that point? We've shut off the video. Yeah. You're still signing the papers. And then your thoughts are going very, very quickly. Very quickly. What were the thoughts in your head? Is this the right thing to do right now? Because I can... I can do it later, right? I can prepare my family, I can prepare my wife, I can prepare myself, and I can do it later. The problem I had was that is my personal, you know, motto is your life is now. Right. It, this is really my personal motto. Like I, I try to enjoy life uh, as best as I can, and I like this song from John Mellencamp. And your life is now is is very important. It's now for everyone, and and so for me it was it's now. So now I am confronting myself with it's now your life or. So your belief system, I believe you need to do it now. Yeah. But your body, because at that point, there is a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. Yeah. You're showing visible signs that something is definitely not right. So there's the struggle, yeah. and your mind is using a really powerful tool, rationalization. Mm -hmm. I don't need to do it now. I can do it later. I can make sure everything's okay. Right. So you've got these warring things going on, yep. and at one point, you decide and you say, Umar, uh, I think I need help. Let's go. So what happened? What made you come to that realization that I can't do this myself, I need help? Um, first, I did not know you. Of course, right? I mean, you're the guy who said, jump, you know, put that song, jump in the car. And then Which you're the guy who said, can yeah. I help? It was funny because I was talking about the other songs I had in my mind this morning. So I, I, I don't know you. Um, you say I can help you. Uh, well, okay, I think it's fine. Very nice from you, but I don't know how. Throughout my personal, you know, struggle, I, I didn't also find a way from myself to also help me. I didn't know how to help me. Yeah. Right? That personal personal family, you know. Dynamics. So right. let me pause it right there. I suspect if somebody else was having that issue, mm -hmm. that you would have been very helpful. Oh. That you would have known what to say. Because Maybe they I would was, have jumped or not. Right. But it wasn't you right. doing it. So sometimes when it's us, it changes the rule, right? Right. So anyway, what made you decide to trust me? Well, you shut that TV down. <laughs> yeah, that was huge. That you helped. Yeah, shut yeah, it down. exactly. So you, so you understood exactly uh, what I was going through, and you said, "In fact, and you let me decide," because you asked me before, right? When the TV was running, because right. you saw the contradiction going in my mind. I said no, and then and then I said, "Well, why not?" So we, I said yes. So then I take you yeah, outside. So it's it's the why not? It's the, you know why not? Right? Why not? So I'm not sure you remember when we went outside yes. and no one else was around. You were shaking. Oh, I was? Okay. <laughs> you had tears coming down your eyes. Okay. So this was like confronting that oh, humanity yes. right. at that point. Right, right, it was right. like you are in the grips of this major anxiety event. Mm -hmm. And then I showed you a technique called grounding mm -hmm. that connects you to the center of the earth. Mm -hmm. And that had an immediate impact. Do you remember what that impact was? Oh, totally. Yeah, it was. It was quick. It was quick for me. Uh, it was. It was actually what what you did. Well, was reminding me who I was. Yes. Uh, by reminding me the importance of uh, 
the importance of uh, feeling alive, right? And 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 feeling feeling that you know you you are there uh, to you know to live your life, and 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 you are and you are unique, and you are strong, and you are powerful, uh, and and this is the case for all of us. And sometimes we forget that because of, you know, struggles and, and, and all those things. And, uh, right. So I show you how to ground and literally within 30 seconds, yep. all the anxiety leaves your body. And yeah, I felt, I, I just remember that time uh, who I was when I was going to defend my PhD. And I, right. Yeah, and I said, yeah. So we grounded first to get you centered. Yeah. And then we said, okay, I want you to make a movie in your mind of how this jump should be, mm -hmm. how you should be, improve the movie, maybe get John, channel John, our fearless leader, Yes. how would he make it better? And then I got you to step into that movie so you could program your neurology and what to mm -hmm. do. And then I had asked you, tell me about a particular time you felt unstoppable and you said when yeah. I defended my PhD yeah, and we got you to relive that emotion so you had the power you needed right? and then you're ready to go right? and then I did something despicable and underhanded what I did was what would your children think if you didn't walk your talk <laughs> and that was a moral imperative I linked to the whole mm -hmm. thing and when, the, when I said that your whole body shifted the way you were standing mm -hmm. being we got you to make a movie of what you really want to have happen and use this thing from applied neuroscience to step into it then we got you to feel unstoppable with that memory from the past of the defending of the phd and then i tied it in a nice bow with because i know your family is so important to you mm -hmm. that the shame Very of not important. living the life you're telling them to live exactly and from that moment you were like solid Ready to go, right? Because you know, and all of that happened in like maybe five minutes. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was even then you went shorter, just did shorter. It. Yeah, it was for me. It was it, it became obvious because because of the freedom. So who am I to tell my children don't do that? Of course, I'm the father, or you but that's them, my job to, yeah. to free them to do that. And also, when they want to do something, exactly, and fear comes up a, that if you were the person to let fear shut you down, how can you morally tell exactly them to do? right? So the freedom part was that giving yourself exactly so and 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 showing them that that was wrong. Okay, so here's what I want to tie it uh, before we part company. Is in sales, people confront the humanity mm -hmm. because some salespeople can go and go into accounts that are ten million dollar accounts and are bold and amazing. And the dream is to close a billion dollar company and all they need to do is the same presentation yeah. but the internal fear doubt comes up and that sabotages their efforts mm -hmm. so in this experience that you did and thank you for being brave enough to share it with us today of not wanting to do something then something changes and you decide to do it then you get confronted with the fear and all the other pressure mm -hmm. and then you overcome it how how would you equate that to sales? If you were training elite salespeople, how would you take this lesson? How would you put it in sales language or mindset language that they could learn from your experience? So I like when you mentioned decide. It's really about deciding. You have yes. a choice. You have a choice. And when it comes to actually jumping out of a plane where you cannot go back, right? You you yeah. out there. What you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, right. So you can you know uh, fear the fight or fight the fear.
and um, so we, 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 I was able, you know, uh, with, with our discussion to fight the fear. And then, I, and then I, you know, we jumped because you jumped after me too. Everyone jumped. So that was great. It was actually a thrill. Sales is exactly the same thing, especially for big, you know, contracts, customers. So you can fear the fight or fight, fight the fear and decide to uh, face adversity. I think sales is really about uh, the ability to take uh, punches and, and, and to come back, to bounce back and to face adversity with no fear. But without that fear, you cannot fight back. So it's important to feel that fear, to fight back and think that you can do anything. You can do anything if you are prepared and in fact, the first fight is not the fight of the fist, it's the fight of the mind. Yep. If you are prepared with your mind, just like you know, with, with you um, when we did the grounding, and I was prepared now to, to do that. It looks like I was already prepared, but I was not prepared for my children. But when you are prepared, anything can happen. And you just go. And sales is about also making sure that you feel that you are the only one who can make it happen. You yes. are the only one. You are the only one for yourself. You are the only one for the customers. And it's all about you making the decision to be that person at that moment. So if you let that fear takes over, you're only wasting time by giving time to that fear. Right. So overcoming that fear gives you back your own personal choice of being free. Absolutely. And the paradox is that fear, when you're in that fear mode, you're freaking awesome. Yes. You're at the height of your powers That's that fear. Exactly and we use that fear to shut ourselves down. Yeah. But if you just turn that energy around, it gives you the energy Oof. you need to execute. Yes. Because your reaction time is the fastest. Your ability to focus on what's most important yes. is that it's heightened powers. Yes. And you're aware of what's going on. You are so into your yeah, universe. Hyper awareness. So you understand, you see, you feel. Uh, because, I mean, I, I, so I teach sales and, and in my different classes, I, I used to teach a concept which I call fail better because I think failure is very important. Failure is better, fail yeah, better. Fail better. Fail that could often. be a really good book title. Well, you know? in fact, I change it <laughs> now to fear better. Because it's, 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 you have to face the situation where you can fear in the yes. face of fear. So fear and better. Fear better, exactly. He's French, you can't help it, folks. Uh, <laughs> Joel, thank you so much for sitting down with me and being fearless in this conversation. Because <laughs> most people would not admit to having that fear because we all want to be brave. And the reality right. is when you're the strongest among us, you openly share your experience. Exactly, and I just wanted to be also brave for my children, just not for myself. And in fact, what was very nice is they told me afterwards they were very proud of me. I'm gonna give you a high five before we part. <laughs> Thanks a lot, let's go get lunch. Yes, thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results.